Hello, bug catchers. That's right. You got it right this time. I got it right this time. I wrote it down for once. This is Experience Share. It's a Pokemon podcast in which my co-host and I play through all of the Pokemon main canon games, game by game, gym by gym, root by root. Right now we are on the first series of games, Gen 1, Kanto region. Pokemon Red and Blue, the classics. My co-host, Bell Joshom. Okay. It's a little rough. Bell Joshom. Bell Joshom. Bell Joshom. My co-host, Bell Joshom. Do you know Bell Awesome? Yeah, and in the anime, I remember they have a very elongated way of saying it themselves like that, where they're like, Bell Awesome. Bell Joshom. So my co-host, Bell Joshom, Josh Fjellstead, has Pokemon Red. And I, Perjaner. <laughs> that's classy. Okay, yeah. AKA Tanner Green Ring have Pokemon Blue, and we're playing through. And this week, we defeated the fifth gym in the game Koga. It's curtains for Koga. Gym leader Koga. But first, we did a very long trek down to Fuchsia City. Some of us longer than others because some of us took care of the bulk of the work before the last gym. Well, some of us went rogue. But we did it. And we had a kind of elongated journey in the real world as well. Ugh. Our listeners will recall we threw down the gauntlet last week that we would battle before this gym. And that did not happen. What a what a nightmare couple of weekends we've had, Josh. We have gone through not one but two different link cables in an attempt to both trade and evolve my Kadabra and my Machoke and then also battle each other. Battle, right. So we discovered not only that third-party production link cables are probably a bad idea to buy. But then we also purchased a new OEM original Nintendo Game Boy Advance game link cable. Yeah. Because we decided to perhaps, some would say, overcompensate, where we've dealt with so many issues now that we were like, we got to go OEM. We got to get the original thing. Money pit. Because maybe that will work. And then, of course, it didn't work. Anyway. We're drowning in a money pit. So we met up today to battle, and of course, the game link cable didn't work, and we discovered that the Game Boy Advance cable doesn't work, and we need to buy original Game Boy color cables. So we did that, and we're in another thirty bucks. And Thirty-five for those bad boys. No, we did not battle, and we won't, and we won't, because we don't owe you anything, bug catchers. <laughs> it's a harsh reality that we're gonna drop on you on this. Fifth you don't pay episode. anything for this. It's free. So we don't owe you anything. So And we're just throwing money at this problem. Go suck an egg. I think for this game, and hopefully only this game, we will not do a midpoint battle, but we still will solve this cable issue before we get to the end of the game, and we will do one final battle at the end of the game between Josh and Tanner to figure out who is the greater Pokemon expert. We'll just go ahead and say we can guarantee one battle. There will be one battle. N and next game and games ongoing, we will do every battle. For sure. The midpoint and at the end. Can I just kind of lay out what the battle would have been had we gone through with it? Uh, I 
guess. I think you're going to take some poetic license that I'm not really going to appreciate, but you can. No, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tell the bug catchers what our lineups would have been, and they can decide who would have won. Oh, that's fun. I forgot you recorded that. Yeah. Yeah. So here's where I'm at. Mr. Squirt would have brought to this battle a level 35 Polyrath, a level 35 Shelder, a level 34 Vaporeon, a level 36 Blastoise, a level 17 Krabby. He's my AM, HM friend. Ooh, the Blastoise, I forgot about that. It's troublesome. And a level 37 Gyarados. And what Josh would have brought to the battle, both the man and the Pokemon trainer, is a level 37 Raichu, a level 38 Alakazam, because we would have traded. Right. And a level 37 Jolteon, a level 31 Machoke. Which also would have been a Machamp. A level 31 Gloom and a level 30 Nidoqueen. So you had three Pokemon, Raichu, Alakazam, and Jolteon, who were all higher levels than any of my Pokemon. But then you had three Pokemon who were significantly lower levels than all my Pokemon. The Gloom being a lower level was a problem, and that was my fault. However, she does have Mega Drain now. And Mega Drain would be a big problem for you. Aside from that, we all know how much you hate Stun Spore and Sleep Powder, and she's got both of those as well. I do hate those moves, and I Mega Drain has proven it to be an issue for me, but I'm diversifying my Pokemon mix a little bit now, too, because, like, Polyrath has a bit of fighter in him and has some fighter moves. Right. Shelder's got a bit of ice in him and does a little bit of ice stuff which is nice. Her, sorry, Celeste. And then Gyarados has like a crazy move set because he's got like Dragon Rage and Body Slam and all sorts of weird stuff. So I think it would have been... Well, and so my secret plan was I also bought a shitload of X Attacks, X Defense, X Specials. I actually debated doing that myself because I remember you mentioned how you love Sand Attack on your Vaporeon. Yeah. So I was going to just buy a... I don't really believe in them in general, but I was going to buy at least a bunch of X accuracies. I bought about 10 of each, and I was planning on deploying them liberally during the fight. I think we could make a decree. I feel like this is similar to like Super Smash Brothers, where it's like no items, final destination kind of a thing where we can decide, do we ban items entirely? Yeah. Or just battle items. Like, could you do potions? Normally, I would not say this, but I think in particular because you are doing a one type team, I think items are probably okay. At least potions. At least potions. Let's say no battle items and yes no, let's just say no po- no items, no items. If I want to beat you, I got to do the fucking work, you know? I know what I'm doing. I know the handicap that I've given myself this game. All right. Next time we face off, I just need to put the fucking grind in and get my Pokemon to like level 80 or whatever so that you can't fucking touch them. So no items when we battle at the end of this game and no items in battles ongoing between Mr. Squirt and Josh. All right. Okay? I love it, yeah. And bug catchers, you can decide who would have won that battle. Go back and listen to what the levels were on those Pokemon, and, and you tell us who would have won. I suspect it would have been Josh. I think that the uh, the 
I think that the heavy hitters being so leveled up and the fact that I swapped in, which is kind of a spoiler, I swapped in Jolteon as my new thing. Yeah. However, she only has Thundershock at the moment because I used my Thunderbolt TM on Raichu and Jolteon doesn't learn Thunder until I think level 41 or 44 or something. So right. she's running around with a pretty shit uh, electric move. But even level 37, her special attack is 99. So she's trouble. Yeah, I feel like I'm always going to have a disadvantage on you having gone single type and having that single type be a very boring single type, which is water. But what I what I have is tenacity, Josh. I guess I, I shouldn't really say this because I'm giving you a hint. But if you basically, you know, if there happened to be a like a Gyarados-Raichu matchup, and you got in one body slam, I mean, he's toast. He's toast. I also, I could just grind it out, man. All the late game stuff is stacked with Pokemon that you're either at least effective, if not super effective against. Indigo Plateau, Cerulean Cave, they all have like Rhydons, Rhyhorns, Gravelers, that kind of shit running around. I think we can do a pretty truncated level check because they're basically the same for the battle. Should we do the intro? Let's do an intro. All right, yeah. This is a new segment that we do. It's a recurring segment we're going to do every week, and it's called... Level check. Level check. Level check. (laughs) Tell me what your levels are like. I'll do it quickly. Churchill, Raichu, level 38. He got one more since battling the Koga Gym. Lord Gort, Kadabra still, unfortunately. Level 39. I think he leveled up as well. Okay. The new recruit, which I basically did specifically to battle you, although it is one of my favorite Pokemon, so I will probably just keep her anyway. That's Queen Mary, the Jolteon. I think the Eevee evolutions are all pretty cool. And I have one myself, Vaporeon. Yeah, I don't love Flareon, though. Oh, I love Flareon. I love Flareon. Flareon's a cutie. Yeah, it's it's good, but when you're comparing it to Jolteon and, and Vaporeon, I mean, they're superior. But Flareon's fine. Flareon's fine. Flareon's fine. I do like the sprites kind of looks like it's got like a luxurious kind of like fur coat, which I guess is yeah. just, you know, it's fur. And like a big poofy <laughs> chest. Yeah. yeah. Is it fur or is it fire? In the anime, it is just fur. Okay. It's fur. Okay. Then we've got Henry VIII, Machoke, level 31, no change. Budika, Gloom, level 32, that's a plus one. And Palmerston, Charmeleon, level 31. I will get a Charizard by the time we do our next episode. Okay. But he's been in the wings recently. That's funny, because I already have a Blastoise, and I have for some time, so I guess that's the difference between you and me. Oh, yeah, I'm just now realizing, looking at your our battle stats that we would have done, there's no Charmeleon in the mix there. No, I, I pulled Charmeleon from the battle we would have done, because that's a nightmare. I was going to do Nido Queen, who was level 30, uh, Elizabeth, and she remains unchanged. But by the time we actually battle, I doubt that Nidoqueen will still be in my team. But she right. does keep holding on. I don't know. 
She's good. You know, she's tough. And now that we got the toxic TM from Koga, she will be very good with that. Although I might give it to Gloom instead. Yeah, I have a hard choice to make on my toxic TM because I could give it to Shelter and deploy it alongside Clamp. So like hit him with the toxic and then clamp him. And then they just like sit and get like fucking annihilated over the course of several turns as they're like trapped in my jaws and like their flesh is getting eaten away. Gross. Gross. Yeah. Here's my levels. It has not changed so much since the battle because literally all I did was go and fight Koga. Celeste, level 36. That's my Shelter. Pierre, level 35. That's my Polyrath. Aubergine, level 35. That's my Vaporeon. Jean-Baptiste, level 37. That's my Blastoise. Oberon, level 38, is my Gyarados. And, of course, my sweet boy, Hubert, <laughs> level 18, Krabby. <laughs> got to put in some work on Hubert. Hubert is, is there <laughs> to do two things. Cut down shrubs, surf me to Cinnabar Island. I told you, though, Kingler's good. Kingler's fine. My real power hitters right now are Celeste, who I'm trying to get to level 50 as quick as possible so that I can evolve her into Cloyster, and Oberon. Those are those are big boys. Cloyster will definitely be trouble for me as well. Yeah. Yeah, so we covered Game Corner a little bit last time. You much more than me. So I went ahead in pursuit of more water-type Pokemon for my team, took care of both the game corner and the Pokemon Tower, but you finally caught up to me. That's right. How did you do in game corner slash the Team Rocket hideout? It was more challenging than I recalled. I've always remembered like Sylphco is pretty challenging, but I forgot that Rocket hideout is basically a miniature version of that where you're dealing with this obnoxious mix of Pokemon that all the Rockets have, which is like the Coughing Weezing, Ekans, Arbok, Meowths, and like Growlithes thrown in there. Poison are actually pretty unruly. Right. But I mean, they are one-hit KOs pretty much every time with the Kadabra, but if they get any hits off on Kadabra because he's like a glass cannon, it's it's rough. And I did have some fainters, but I, I made it out of there. Yeah, I'm going to be super happy to leave fucking Poison-type and Ghost-type Pokemon in my dust. I am ascending. It is it is Squirt ascending right now because I have had a very rough time over the last few episodes that we've recorded because I've gone from Erica with her Grass-types to Koga with his Poison, and in between I had to fight a bunch of fucking... Ghost types. And I have no idea. I don't even know what's strong against ghost type. So the last couple episodes have been squirt descending. It's been a... This is the rough patch. This is the little... Eclipse on the moon of squirt. But now Mr. Squirt is is rising and he's ascending. And I'm going to march to Cinnabar Islands and tear it down. And I'm to understand it's already partially burned down from some kind of volcanic eruption. But... Right. I'm going to come in and I'm going to clean up. You take advantage of all these people who are already suffering is what yeah. you're doing. Yeah. 
And that's what I'm there for. And I'm I'm s- going to be so happy to leave these poison type Pokemon behind. I also hate those poison types. I ran out of antidotes. I ran out of full heals. And I was just fucking walking around with the... I hate it. it. I mean, they do it really well, which is why I hate it. In this one, when your Pokemon is poisoned and you're walking around in the overworld... It's so brutal. Oh, the like the thing where it like blinks and does the ba-da, 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 yeah. ba-da constantly. And you know that each of those little blinks is one hit point coming off your Pokemon and it makes you feel bad. And I lost a I lost at least one of them. I think Churchill fainted due to due to that. It's brutal and it sucks, but I Having a type disadvantage through this entire section of the game, went to Celadon City Giant Pokemon and bought about 700,000 antidotes. Oh, you finally learned your lesson. Yeah. So I've still got more antidotes than I think I will ever need in this entire game. And what did you think about Giovanni? I feel like that's really the only other thing to comment about in here. I seem like a dork. Yeah. I mean, he's got a cool look. I liked his little office. He's got some art. Nah, I think he looks like a dork. No? Not impressed? What? I don't get... Everyone's so up their butts about this self-scope, too. It's like, who gives a shit? Its purpose is pretty specific and doesn't seem that useful. And this entire giant company exists just so that you can see ghost-type Pokemon? What? What is, like, what kind of a scam? It sounds like, a as seen on TV, kind of a get-up. Yeah. Also, (laughs) have you seen the movie 13 Ghosts? Uh, No. Oh, well, that's about the same thing. I don't even know what that is. Uh, Well, it's um, the guy from Matthew Lillard. You know Matthew Lillard? Yeah. From Scooby-Doo? Yeah. He's a paranormal investigator. He goes to a house. He has to stay there over the night, and he gets a big sum of money, and there's a bunch of other people there, too. And the thing is that the house's designer has trapped 13 ghosts in the house and on that night he lets all 13 ghosts out and they all have to survive the night battling these 13 ghosts and they have special glasses so that they can see the ghosts wow anyway that is what the (laughs) self-scope is what a plot and you beat giovanni's ass to the ground with his shitty pokemon yeah he does have trash it's like onyx rhyhorn i think kangaskhan anyway made short work of him stole the self-scope out of his like dying hands (laughs) and made my way to pokemon tower so i could finally do what i was put here on this earth to do which is kill ghost type pokemon previously they had been safe from my water boys but now that i can see them ooh, doggy were they in trouble (laughs) and i went and fucking drowned some of those ghosts if they had drowned in real life before they died that's unfortunate and i feel sorry for that faux pas but some of them deserved what they had coming to them oh certainly certainly like greg and bad josh's radicate for example we probably dispatched the ghost too fuck that guy i did like the uh the marowak sprite i thought was pretty fun it looks like it's got a cool little coat yeah, I'm curious about the Marowak. The story is that this Kubone's mom is dead, and the Kubone is there to mourn the death of its mom. So what I did was caught the Kubone while he was mourning, and now he's mine, and now he lives in my computer. 
That's kind of fucked up. <laughs> and then I tried to catch his mom, the Marowak, but I didn't. I couldn't do it. They wouldn't allow me. Yeah, that's not allowed. And that's fucked up. Why can't I catch the ghost Marowak? She's like the guardian of the tower. It's her thing. You can't take her away. But also, why is she a ghost and a Pokemon? She's still a Marowak, and she's a Pokemon, and she's a ghost. But all the other ghosts are just like haunters and and ghastlies. It's a good question, but I, I don't know. I don't know either. But anyway, they wouldn't let me catch Marowak, so I got to look elsewhere for that. Maybe I can just evolve the Kubone that I that I snatched out of the tower as he was mourning. That's what you're going to have to do. Yeah. Get to the top. There's an old man there. Yeah, Mr. Fuji, this sucker. I mean, he's like a supplicant. He's like, oh, I didn't realize, you know, that these guys were up to no good. Team Rocket. Really? Right. They obviously look like villains. And what are you even... Right. You're just hanging out like you don't even try to escape? Yeah, it was weird. I don't really get Mr. Fuji or his whole thing. Why does everybody like him? He doesn't even seem respectable. I gotta say... This is a fun bit of Pokemon, this journey between Celadon and Fuchsia. But the storytelling beats are a little rough. Leave something to be desired, for sure. Like, you have to get this Pokemon flute to, to wake up a Snorlax, and you have to fight your way up a tower of ghosts to, like, get it, because this old man on to- the top of the tower has it, and he won't leave because, like, Team Rocket's keeping him captive for some reason. But in order to get to Mr. Fuji, you have to go and like get the Sylph scope, and it's like, what the fuck's a Sylph scope? That doesn't make any sense. So it's like, it felt like an overcorrection almost. They got to the end of the game, and they're like, well, shit, there's not a lot to do between the fourth gym and the fifth gym. Can we add some stuff in? Yeah. It's like three pitches. He's like, here's some stuff we can add in. <laughs> we can have Snorlax block the way, and you need to get a Poke Flute to unlock it, or. We can have this ghost tower with an old man at the top that you have to save. Or we can have this Team Rocket hideout that's like a mini foreshadowing for the Sylph Scope later. Which do you like, boss? And he's just like, uh, I don't know, whatever, all of them. They're like, yeah, yeah, that's good. Just just yeah. do it. Don't, don't bother me. So it's like three things that are like, don't make any sense. But, you know, you get through them. That's a good way of putting it. Like all of it is based on this flawed economy where it's like, Silphco only makes this Sylph scope, which is serving this specific purpose of identifying ghosts. Then this one old man is the only person who has a poke flute. And it's, why can't you use any other flute, first of all? Why can't you do anything? And why doesn't Silphco also make flutes? Like, what, what diversify your product offerings? That's not a lot of runway for Silphscope. They're going to run into a overhead issue eventually. They're going to saturate the market just immediately. If you get one other competitor who makes a scope that lets you see ghost-type Pokemon, you're out of business. Yeah. <laughs> Diversify your offering. If Silphco, you know, John Silph or whoever the founder is, goes on uh, Shark Tank, they would never invest in this fucking thing because they would immediately no. be like, I see a product. I don't see a company. Right. Uh, it's like a joke. But whatever. We don't have to deal with them anymore, except when we do have to go to the self-scope HQ in the near future and battle our way to the top, which is also a Team Rocket hangout. That is. Does Team Rocket run self-scope? Yeah, they take it over. They've taken it over. Huh. We'll find out why in our next episode. 
I know why. It's a bad company. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mismanaged. Team Team Rocket's actually a collection of uh, activist investors. Yeah. <laughs> Anarcho-capitalist investors. <laughs> and that's what happens when you mismanage your company, bug catchers. This is a lesson to take away. So we did it, though. We got the polka flute. We got Mr. Fuji safe. We got the scope, And we freed the soul of Marowak. We got on our bicycles. We took Route 16 down to... Fuchsia City. Fuchsia. I did both. I did the Silence Bridge, which is Route 12, that you had already done to get the uh, Super Rod. And then I also went all the way back and did uh, Cycling Road. Cycling Road, there's a couple fun little patches of grass that you can do some Pokemon catching in. There's a delightful little Pokemon who I love called Ditto. Oh, yeah. And I caught one of those. And I'm to understand that he's not a very, from everything I read on the internet, he's not a very good Pokemon. But Pretty bad. I like him a lot. Well, he's very cute. Yeah. So I, I'm not going to make him part of my team, but it is kind of a fun little gimmick that Ditto has where he just turns into whatever Pokemon you are and has all your same movesets and stuff like that. Right. But the flaw is that most of the time, the best moves that you would then be able to use are going to be not very effective against the Pokemon that you just became. Still a fun little guy and still a cutie, little cutie. We agree on that one, yeah. The Ditto Sprite. Definitely. A bunch of bird trainers, which I didn't love. Oh, God. The new types that they introduced in this section are so obnoxious. You get the bird keepers. You got these cue balls, the fuckers on the motorcycles who are definitely, like, homophobes, probably racist, you know. Probably, right. <laughs> it's like uh, Green Room stuff, you know? Did you see that movie? <laughs> no. What are all... You don't watch any movies, huh? I'm more of a TV guy. Okay. Yeah, these guys, bird keepers weren't super tough for me, but they were tough enough. You know, it's just like, I don't think water is like hyper strong against flying. So No, they're all normal. So they gave me a little bit of trouble, but it was fine. I got I got through. There's also like this maze that they like make you go through when right before the cycling route. Because I don't have a Pokemon that knows fly, I've needed to navigate this maze several times now. It's just annoying. Oh, yeah. On Route 12? At the bottom of Route 12, yeah. right before Route 16. Yeah, it's like, who designed this? Robert Moses? How about that right. one? That's good. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to put a bunch of fucking needless roads, and you could just go straight across, but you had to go, and on all these people are hanging out in there. Dudes in your way. Right. Yeah, it sucked. But then you get down there. And then you, you're greeted by the glorious visage of the Safari Zone. Oh, man. I forgot how fun the Safari Zone is. The Safari Zone is an entirely different thing from the rest of Pokemon. Yeah. If the rest of Pokemon has a certain mechanic, and that mechanic is you've got Pokemon, and you do fights with other Pokemon, and when they're weak enough, you throw Pokeballs at them. Safari Zone is you don't do any fights. Instead, you throw rocks and treats at Pokemon. 
and then sometimes can also catch them with very specific types of balls called poke safari balls, and you only get 30 of them. And when you run out, your time in the safari zone is over. And did you spend time like I did researching the safari zone algorithm and what the best strategy is for uh, yes. capturing them? I figured. Yes. <laughs> I found a website that lets you calculate oh yeah i did too various strategies dragonflycave.com yeah same so there's three things you can do to catch pokemon in the safari zone the first thing you can do is just throw a safari ball at it i think it's essentially the equivalent of a great ball that's right yeah so lower level pokemon and easier pokemon to catch will be as easy to catch in the safari zone but then you have these two other mechanics, and one is to throw rocks at the Pokemon. And when you th throw a rock at a Pokemon, it aggravates and it makes it angry. But it also doubles your chance of catching it. I think that's about right. And then the bait, the treats, the sweet treats, that will make it hang around so theoretically you would use that on the rarer ones like a kangaskhan or a pincer or a scyther chancy kind of a situation but it also makes it likelier that you won't actually be able to capture it right something i forgot to say about the rocks is it doubles your chance of catching it but it also doubles the chance of it running away right and the treat halves your chance of catching it but it halves the chance of it running away as well so it sticks around longer to, so you can throw more safari balls at it but it's much harder to catch that like percentage drops so it's a real gamble i've decided that my sort of big strategy for safari zone was it's not very expensive it's 500 gold or credits or whatever right to go into the safari zone so my strategy the entire time was throw as many safari balls at all the pokemon that i need and want as possible and just get what i need that's what i did too i was just and i did chucking it. them i didn't care what it was i'm just hurling balls i caught every pokemon you can except for chansey i did not get a chansey i also did not get a kangaskhan or a dratini you got a dratini i got a dratini i dropped like one thousand dollars specifically trying to get dratinis they all ran away Dratinis were not a challenge for me. Oh, God. I think you can also possibly get a Dragonair, but none yeah, none you can. attacked me. I also got a Pinsir. That's blue specific. I got Scyther, which is reds. Well, you're going to have to go catch me another one, so keep that in mind. <laughs> Scyther is much better, I think. I'll say this about the Scyther-Pinsir thing. They're both ugly Pokemon. Yeah, but at least Scyther is kind of like sassy and i don't particularly like either of them no but if i had to choose one to like it would be scyther pincer is awful pincer is hideous he's awful to look at he's awful to play with i just get pincer away from he's me. got this gaping maw and Ugh, horrible disgusting. sideways teeth oh disgusting i hate this is a new segment and it's called pokemon tanner hates and <laughs> this week it's the honors go to Pinsir. Awful Pokemon. Get out of my fucking face. I agree with that one. Pinsir sucks. But I will catch you one. 
in order to trade it to you for a Scyther. We're going to have to go back in there now that we have Surf. There's a nugget out in the middle of the the main zone, I think, on an island. Okay. So I'm going to go back in there and I'm going to close out the other remaining three Pokemon that I need. And I'll, I'll try to capture you a Scyther too. We did find the guy who runs Safari Zone and he did give us HMO3 Surf. And we found the Warden's gold teeth. So Yeah, I still have those and I don't know what to do with them. You... Bring them to one of the houses that's to the right of the Pokemon Center. Okay. There's a warden in there, and he runs the Safari Zone, and for some reason, his teeth fell out when he was in the Safari Zone last time, and when you go and talk to him, he just has gibberish because he only has gums, and you give him the gold teeth, He's very thankful, I mean, obviously. And then he gives you the HM for strength. Oh, which is also an, a useful HM. Yeah, and strength is actually a pretty decent move. I think it it's like an 80 attack power and 100% accuracy. It's a normal move, which isn't great, but it is just like a straight up pretty good move. For me, Surf is a priceless move. Surf is excellent. Surf is a move that every Water-type Pokemon should and needs to know. Yeah, you get that stab damage where it could just, like, fly off the handle at any moment. Yeah. I think none of my Pokemon at the moment can learn Surf, which is going to be problematic. I'm going to have to figure that one out. You're going to have to take a journey into the Squirt Zone. Yeah. And we have different... I think we have different policies with our HM friends where you at least try to welcome your HM friend into your actual team, whereas they're temp workers for me. Yeah. Mine's a sweetie, and I love him very much, my little Krabby. I'm never going to, like, put him into battles, but, like, he's a, he's one of the boys, you know? He's here to party. He's here to hang. Yeah. We did it, though. We defeated the Safari Zone. We got our Mon, and then it was on to... Koga. The Fuchsia City Gym and Gym Leader Koga. One of the more annoying gyms. It's got the invisible wall. Well, you know, quote unquote invisible walls. Right. I can't remember in the original. I feel like it was much less clear when you're playing on a black and white Game Boy. But with the backlit Game Boy Advance SPs, you could tell where the walls are. Why even do that gimmick? Because it's very easy to tell exactly where the walls are. It's like, oh, you mean these invisible walls where you can see where each one of them is? It's dumb. Yeah, it's a stupid gimmick. And it didn't pay off. He's got these boys in his gym who like to do juggling. If you came to me and you said, here's a trainer type and they're called jugglers, <laughs> what kind of Pokemon do they have? And I would have been like, oh, um, gosh, I don't know, Mr. Mime. Uh, obviously. Right? Yeah. No, it's the same bullshit. It's Weezings. It's Arbox. God, they were abusing the Weezings, the Mucks, the Arbox in this fucking whole section. I know. It's a brutal section. I don't get the connection between juggling and poison-type Pokemon, <laughs> you know? The only thing they did do that was thematic, did you notice how they would just withdraw Pokemon all the time? Yeah. That's yeah. funny. That's pretty clever. Is the concept that they're juggling the Pokeballs? <laughs> I think so. So they just like randomly withdraw? The other thing that was funny with their their loose theming is that they had a lot of like bad innuendo. One of them is like, oh, 
after you defeat him, he's like, whoops, drop my balls. I'm like, okay, okay. great. <laughs> a joke that's like very unique to the late 90s. Yeah. It's like the the era of like South Park where like Chef did his like chocolate salty balls thing, you know? Oh, and you know that 11 or 12 year old Josh is, was fucking loving it. Yeah, you like run to your mom. You're like, <laughs> mom, mom, look at what this juggler said. <laughs> He dropped his balls. <laughs> I'm about to, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Koga was uh, annoying, but ultimately fine. I was surprised at how high level his Pokemon were. Yeah, they were pretty stacked. They were higher than a couple of my Pokemon. He had a level advantage on me a little bit. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, boy, is he going to give me trouble? But he did ultimately did not give me a ton of trouble. Yeah, he's got the... I think he's got the Coughings are level 37. He's got two of those. And then a Muck that's 39. And a Weezing that is 43. Right, 43 is like... First time seeing a 40 anything. 43 is five levels higher than my highest Pokemon. So when I saw that, I was like, I might be in a little bit of trouble here. Yeah. But it wasn't all that tough in the end. I didn't even bother with anyone else. I just put Lord Gorton there, the Kadabra, yeah. and he just he has Psychic now, which is lights out. I mean, it was a one hit KO for every single one. Yeah, I I used a lot of Celeste. Celeste would go in and do Confusion, or not Confusion, Confuse Ray, or not Confuse Ray, something, something that causes confusion. What's Celeste? Shelter. Supersonic, maybe. Supersonic. Celeste would go in and do supersonic and then clamp. So they would be stuck and confused for like several turns and like be doing damage to themselves while I'm doing damage while they could not counterattack. So that was sort of my strategy for this gym. And then when that failed or when Celeste dropped too low, I would just swap in Gyarados, who would Dragon Rage them all to death. (laughs) So it was not a too tough for me. I got the Swamp Badge. What a shitty badge name, too. Can you imagine being the, like, gym leader of the Swamp Gym? Yeah, it sucks. That sucks. Well, and, they, like, they, all of them a, have cool names. It's a soul badge, isn't it? No, it's called the Swamp Badge, I think. Mm, swamp Badge. What's his name? Koga? Yeah. I thought I thought it was called the Swamp Badge. No, it's Soul Badge. Oh, really? I mean, I don't know what having a soul has to do with poisoning people all the time. It's kind of messed up. Is there one called the Swamp Badge? Because I, I swear I thought I saw a Swamp Badge somewhere. Not in this one. Okay. But we dispatch Koga. You get the... Uh... He's also a ninja? Yeah, it's a ninja. And it's like, well, why isn't he fighting type then? <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's kind of weird. I feel like they kind of... They spent all their time on Safari Zone, and then they really just like dialed it in on the yeah. gym. They're like, I don't know, Poison... Why not? Poison's a weird, like, not even a good type. <laughs> he's poison, and he's a ninja, and it's it's the soul badge. Although toxic, toxic is good. I do like toxic. And I have a tough call to make, because I can train it to my shelter and use it in conjunction with clamp. If I can do toxic and then clamp them, they're, they're fucking toast. Because toxic does damage over time, right? That's right. It ramps up every turn. It's like rage. So if they're stuck three or four turns in my clamp, like, they're toast. Yeah, that's 
not going to be ideal. So I might do that. But then I have to save space for Ice Beam whenever it finally learns Ice Beam. Anyway, what's the next gym, Josh? Next up is Saffron. We're going to have to deal with Sylphco. Okay. We got to clean it up, the activist investors. And then we fight Sabrina, who is the psychic type. Okay. That sucks for me. That will be trouble for me as well. That's not a good one. My star player right now is Lord Gort, and he's going to be completely useless. Well, I will be able to evolve your Lord Gort before that gym. Let's, let's hope so. Or I, I could be able to. If you do all the shit between the gyms and we get the link cable in time, I can evolve him. Yeah, I mean, he'll be able to do a little, but like Henry VIII, he's benched because he's fighting type. I think that this next phase will be Palmerston, the Charmeleon's time to shine. Okay. Because fire will be good against all of it. It's not going to be super effective, but it'll be good. What do I have that is effective against it? Keep in mind, all my Pokemon are water type. I mean, you'll be fine. None of it's going to be super effective on either side. Okay. Well, we'll get through it then. They'll probably do some like annoying confusion shit that'll drive me insane, but... That's true. There's, there's going to be confused rays flying around as well. I'll just bring a lot of... Oh, wait. There is no item for curing confusion, too. That's super annoying. No, the only way you can cure it is swapping them out. So annoying. Okay, well, that's going to be a pain in the ass, but Ugh, I'll deal. Nobody, nobody said Saffron City was going to be a cakewalk. All right. Well, until next time, this has been Experience Share, a Pokemon podcast. And I'm Bell Joshum. Bell Joshum, yep, a.k.a. Josh Fjellstead. And I am Perjaner, a.k.a. Tanner Greenring. What is our outro? Oh, well, first of all, our outro is rate, review, subscribe, and follow. We have a Twitter and an Instagram that are experience share pod exp share pod yes do that and also give us some good reviews at least four if not five stars on the apple podcast page and spotify and wherever else you want and spotify (laughs) yeah i guess that's important now yeah and on twitter we will occasionally share some fun little like snippets from the show Please do retweet those and share those around so other people can see how great our show is. And we will be conducting polls about different types of Pokemon and whether or not Tanner is probably wrong. Well, and like one poll that we'll do after this episode goes out is who would have won the battle, Mr. Squirt or Josh? For sure. And you'll be the judge, bug catchers. So let us know what you think. Until next time. Gotta... Catch every episode. Every single one of them. Of this podcast. And I will smell you later, Josh. Smell you later.